0: Welcome to Camp Constitution Radio with your host Hal Shirtliff. This show is heard on WBCQ the Planet every every uh, Tuesday and Thursday evenings 7 I'm uh, sorry 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can also hear it on our automatic platform. That's our flagship platform. And we also have um we also you can also listen to our program on Uh, Amazon, Spotify, and iHeart, and several others, about a half a dozen others. And occasionally on our YouTube channel, we do upload some of our radio shows. That's generally if I am uh, interviewing a guest. Uh, But this one will not be. However, if you visit our YouTube channel... Oh, before I get into that, I wanted to say it's brought to you by Camp Constitution, which, uh, among other things, runs a week-long family camp. This year's camp, July 14th to the 19th, the Singing Hills Christian Camp in Plainfield, New Hampshire. We have a ladies retreat coming up in a uh, second weekend in April, the 12th to the 14th at the Alton Bay Christian Conference Center. We have our family retreat coming up the last weekend in September, and we have a lot of other events. I'll be visiting the county in March, uh, be at the Littleton Baptist Church on Wednesday. Let me see. Um. It's 7 o'clock, Wednesday, March 20th, and we're lining up some other programs, some other venues. I'll be giving a presentation on the topic of my book, um, The Racist Roots of Planned Parenthood and its Legacy of Death. So visit our website, campconstitution.net. So getting back to YouTube. We started our YouTube channel, I think in 2010, and primarily we would upload some of the classes that took place at our annual family camp. And from 2010 to 17, I didn't really spend a lot of time promoting it. I had another YouTube channel that I was really working to promote and getting views. Uh, uh, So we never got a lot of traction, a lot of views or subscribers. I think I was doing a little. a little research the other day, and it looked like for the first four or five years we had just a few hundred subscribers. And but when I came on full time as a uh, in you know the Camp Constitution YouTube channel became a primary one of my primary goals. Uh, when I wasn't uh, doing other things, was to uh, you know get uh, get viewership to the channel. Oh, uh, to the yeah, to the uh, to the channel, but also uh, we uploaded more things because we were I was videotaping a lot of uh, events, uh, ha- visiting historic places. Um, we put on uh, speeches and programs, and we'd videotape these. And then we would also find classic things. And sometimes we would get things like we got uh, Bernie Sanders, uh, a drunken Bernie Sanders, with his wife in Moscow. Uh, you know, things like that, a little clips here and there, we get Hillary Clinton praising uh, Margaret Sanger. But in uh, that sort of got, uh, we had George Soros saying that he had no regrets working with the Nazis, little little snippets like that, you know, to get more attention, get people over to the channel. And we got a good share of views doing that. But uh, in, uh, in 2017, I uploaded a video entitled Republics and Democracies. Now, this was by uh, the late, great Dan Smoot, and uh, most people today, most conservative activist activists who may be you know under forty or even under fifty, probably don't know who Dan Smoot is, and obviously they'd have to do a little search or meet people like me to tell them uh, who the. And by the way, there's such a rich amount of materials, books, and other 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 uh, things that were published in the 30s and 40s and 50s and 60s and 70s that a lot of the newer conservative activists are completely unaware i was i was uh, giving a man a ride and he was ahead of a uh, of a party the um and uh, a third party and uh taxpayers party i believe it was called they've changed names over the years and i asked him about dan Smoot, never heard of him i asked him about uh Gary Allen, never heard of him. I asked him about this person, that, and I thought, wow, it's, there's there's really a, a there's there's really a, a lack of information. And uh, you know, if you're if you're a newly conservative activist, most of the material you're reading, the books you're reading, is stuff that's promoted on Newsmax and and um, Fox News and maybe a few other venues. These books, uh, you're paying thirty forty dollars for them, and it's, there's not a whole lot of substance in most of these books. <clears throat> Not to say there aren't, some of them are really good. I don't mean to say that just because they are recently published doesn't mean, but, you know, I got a talking head like Sean Hannity, and he, he's got a book out every six months. And uh, there's just not a lot of uh, meat there. You know, there might be it might be interesting reading, uh, but not necessarily a lot of meat. And there are some really excellent historians out there that are writing good things. Um, um, but, uh, but so Dan Smoot uh, was one of the early, uh, one of the first, Conservative TV commentators. Uh, he had an incredible life. He was a he was orphaned at a young age, and he became a hobo, uh, literally riding the rails. Uh, ended up going to Harvard, becoming an FBI agent, and then in the fifties he started a, a, a program yeah. which aired on uh, stations. You, they, they would buy time. You know, people would buy time for his uh, commentary. And there's a lot of now, most some of it was more. Um, you know, talking about current events, but some of his programs are timeless, like the one we uploaded called "The Demo- Republics and Democracies," and <clears throat> we would get a share amount of views with this uh, over the years. Uh, and it was sometimes people would yeah, comment, you know, why isn't this why isn't this gone viral? How come it only has you know forty thousand views or whatever views we were getting? But just in the last month, we have got hundreds, uh, I should say, thousands of views. And from uh, in in January January first or second, we just reached the eight thousand subscriber uh, milestone. Here. But today we're 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 hovering over thirteen thousand subscribers. That's five thousand subscribers in a very short time. Uh, it it uh, and I did a little research too. YouTube. I asked you know how many million subscribers there. They said that. of all YouTube channels have 10,000 and less subscribers. So 4% have over 10,000. And I imagine the people with a million or 2 million or 10 million, they're probably uh, in a very small percentage. So I think we're doing pretty well. And of course, you have to add content. But people also have to discover, I should say rediscover, some of these um, videos we did. I was at an event uh, uh, in Massachusetts, Watertown, Massachusetts, and it was uh, a forum on Agenda 21, and they showed a video from Rosa Corey from 2011, or 2012. Rosa was uh, the founder of uh, Democrats Against Agenda 21. She passed away a few years ago, and what she was saying was just as current, you know, she could have given a speech uh, you know, yesterday uh, as far as uh, the information she provided. In fact, it was almost like uh, she's telling the future. She's she's predicting the future because a lot of these things that she's talking about have happened or are happening or being planned. uh, and, And people are more aware of it back then. They weren't as aware of it. So we have a lot of great. We have one video called Not Yours to Give. It's actually a film that was put out in, I think, the 70s. And again, just go to our YouTube channel, Camp Constitution. You know, hit that subscribe button. We've been demonetized, so we're not making any money, but we are getting people informed. So this video, not yours to give, um, it it uh, it really tells the story of Davy um, Davy uh, Crockett, uh, <clears throat> and some people say that this was just a a, a fictional story. And it may be. Uh, so <clears throat> allegedly it was a part, it was a biography of Daniel, of Daniel uh, uh, Davy Crockett. Uh, he was uh, at the time living in Tennessee. He was a congressman prior to him going to uh, Mex- uh, Texas and getting killed at the Alamo. He was running for reelection. And the story goes, he stopped by this farmhouse uh, and he met this gentleman, Horatio Bunce. And Mr. Bunce uh, didn't want to vote for him beca- again because he, Knew his voting record wasn't good. And he said he was, uh, he got, he gets the journals from Washington and he voted for something that was unconstitutional, not yours to give. I think, I think there was a fire in the Georgetown section of BC and Congress appropriated money to help the victims. And he basically, uh, Mr. Bunn said that. And he just don't. It wasn't yours to give. It was not your function of government. You know, you didn't. And giving charity is one thing, but that's that money is for a certain purpose. Is to run the government, not to give to victims of fires. So uh, anyway, he kind of had a change of heart. And he repented, and he came back um, a week later to speak to some of his friends. And there was like hundreds, hundreds of people there. He got reelected, and then a vote came up to um, to give a widow, a Revolutionary War widow, some kind of stipend. And he got up there and said, it's not yours to give. He said, I will donate a month's salary. And if everybody did that, it'd be more than what this bill provides for, et cetera. So it was a, it was a re, sort of a dramatization of that that event. And it was pretty good. So stuff like that. Uh, and also, uh, oh, it was about, let's see, 11 years ago, I visited New London, Connecticut. I was actually going to Long Island and taking the ferry. But in New London, Connecticut is uh, was the home of Suzette Kilo, and uh, there was a movie made about her called Little Pink House, The Little Pink House. Suzette lived in a neighborhood that was on the Thames River. No, we don't say Thames, we say Thames, and a blue-collar neighborhood, and she was very proud of a nice little house. I actually visited her when she still had the house, the house was physically moved from the neighborhood. So a big uh, Pfizer was uh, expanding its operations and uh, wanted to buy all these homes. And now, a private company can do that, but they can't compel people to sell. They can only encourage them, giving them a big a big price. She didn't want to sell, and there was a few others that enabled that didn't in the neighborhood that didn't want to sell either. So the city of um, New London got in, got involved, and they used eminent domain. And the argument was that it's going to enhance the tax base. So here's a private company working with a public, uh, the, the town or city, uh, to take away people's property. And they basically it you know, eminent domain, usually for highways, roadways, bridges, and these kinds of infrastructure things, not drug companies. Anyway, she went all the way to Supreme Court. And she lost her case. Uh, they ended up moving the house, and I think she sent. She since moved out of the area. So um, I revisited that place, and it was eleven years ago when I. Re- I think this was happening in the early uh, two thousands, two thousand and two. So, so they tore all the houses down um, and filled in all the foundations, and the drug company Pfizer never built. They decided not to so i'm dead my little video was basically showing this brownfield this place that used to be a vibrant neighborhood now it's a brownfield just uh an abandoned area with um you know with weeds growing here and there and only i think the only life was there was some uh, feral hats i think i found in a little a little uh part of the neighborhood so that videos are you so there's a lot of things like that um that need to be rediscovered. We also have the story of uh, the inventor of the Brownie Automatic, which is a, another popular video. And we have, uh, uh, I think our most popular video was uh, Debbie Bacicalupi. Oh, no, I'm sorry. The most popular video was actually an interview by the man who discovered Mary Jo Kopechny's body. And it was a radio show he did in Los Angeles on the Sam Yorty show, Um he was promoting the book um, "Teddy Bear" story about the Chappaquiddick incident. So we do encourage you to visit our visit our YouTube channel. And as I mentioned before, we uh, we do expect to lose it at some point after all this I'm uh, saying about YouTube. Uh, they'll find some kind of reason. They'll find an old video. I had a video up there. Um, A World Without Cancer by Ed Griffin. It was a film that came out, I think, in the 70s, early 80s, and it's now on a video, um, MP, it's an MP4. And I uploaded it 12 years ago, and they just took it down six months ago. It doesn't mean our standards, it's misinformation. And they give you these strikes. And I think if you get so many, like three strikes or uh, within a certain period, you lose your channel. So um, anyway, but... But we've been, uh, God, you know, by God's grace, we've been up getting getting a lot of views and getting a lot of people informed about important issues. But we do have a backup, and that's Rumble. We don't have nearly as much action on Rumble, but it's getting there. I think a lot of people have moved over to Rumble, especially a lot of hosts, like talk radio hosts. They do live, live, uh, they're broadcast over the airwaves, but they'll also do live, uh, live shows, and uh, you can actually see them in the studio. And Rumble is a little much easy to deal with. They're not uh, so. uh, They're not going to wait. They just look forward to kicking you off or pulling your videos down. So I do suggest you go to a Rumble channel as well. And if you have any recommendations of what you know type of things we should have up, you know I'm all ears. Now I want to I want to move over a little bit to uh, what happened with Donald Trump in New York City. Uh, he got this incredible fine. You know, it's going you know, to over four hundred million dollars. Uh, and it's what's fascinating is it was nobody was harmed, nobody was cheated. People got their money because he over he he inflated the value of his property to get a loan. Well, it doesn't matter. I could say that my house is worth a hundred million dollars, and I want to borrow fifty million. The bank's going to come back and say no, how? The house is only worth maybe four fifty, four hundred and fifty thousand. So but we might loan you fifty thousand. how how's that sound? I says, well, okay, that's what we'll do then. Mm-hmm. so it, tot- it was it's total miscarriage of justice and it just shows you the deep state in all these operatives they think, oh uh, uh, we're going to this uh, Leticia James, oh we're going after the going after the big you know, going after these evil people. She is nothing more than an operative of the deep state and that goofy judge. No justice. I, I, when I think of him, I think of uh, Roland Freisler. He was the Nazi judge. And if you got in front of him, you knew that uh, you didn't have much of a chance of surviving. Uh, but he got his uh, during a bombing raid. He was killed uh, while holding court. Uh, now, I'm not comparing him to Freisler, I'm the guy's not there. But you know something? That's what happens when you have power and you have too much power. Power and The Lord acting that said power corrupts and absolute power corrupts, absolutely. And that's what we see with these people, and they don't care. They probably think that Trump is the most evilest man that ever walked the face of the earth, and anything they do justifies it. Anything they can do to stop Trump from destroying democracy. But most of these people, they're not ideologues. They're evil people that just like power. Like, you know, hating the United States is just like a little cherry on top. You know, hey, we can be a deep stater. Uh, Like, I don't think the Bush family has a deep seething hatred of the United States. They've used to make money. Uh, I'm sure if it helped them, they'll criticize the country whenever it will benefit them or they think they benefit them. But those on the far left uh, do have a deep-seething hatred of the United States, and they would like to see it destroyed. And uh, that's why people like, uh, and you know, it's the thing about, and I'm just saying this to a few people, uh, my wife. If these folks are self-loathing and they want to see the country go down, the sad thing is they're taking a lot of people who don't hate the country. We're all going to go down. You know, like it rains when it rains, it rains on everybody, not just the good and the bad you know, the, the the good farmer and the bad farmer. It rains on the fields no matter what. And so all of these things they're doing to this country. So I, I guess they expect that it will de- totally implode and be destroyed. And from the ashes, they'll build some kind of socialist utopia. So a lot of people ask me, you know, well, how are they doing this? Why are they doing this? We know that man is innately depraved. That's really the only answer I have. I can't say what motivates people like Soros or Letitia James or all the other folks, um, and it may be different things. Uh, but nevertheless, they're doing it. And that's all that matters. So, a lot of people have been going to the Eighth uh, Amendment in the Constitution, and I'm going to read it. Now, this is uh Eighth Amendment. It was part of the Bill-, Bill of Rights. and What's interesting, too, is that the word right doesn't appear in the original Constitution because it just granted powers. A power is something that is granted by the people to government officials. It's limited, it's supposed to be limited, but a right is something that people enjoy, I should say have, citizens have. So, the Eighth Amendment, which I think is a very important amendment, because um, excessive bail should not be required, nor excessive fines imposed, nor cruel and unusual punishments inflicted. So, uh, I would say that four hundred plus million dollars, especially when there isn't a victim, no complaints, nobody was cheated, everybody got their money, is more than excessive. It's horrible. It's it's evil. Um. Even even when there are cases where this happens, is this is unheard of. So you know, it was they want to stop, get Trump at any. Now let me just. It's interesting too. On uh, cruel and unusual punishments. And uh, it's interesting that people tell me the uh, the uh, Constitution is obsolete. Really, you want to take this part out? You want to bring back drawing and quartering? You know, drawing and quartering was such a brutal form of execution. Well, how about fe- <clears throat> how about tarred feathering? Isn't that? Oh so? yeah, take your take your shirt off and put hot tar on you, and then cover you with feathers. You have third degree burns, and sometimes you die from it, or if not, you're permanently disfigured. Are you kidding me? Or uh, drawing and quartering, this is where, this is one of the most brutal forms of execution. I tell you, a man has an incredible capacity to inflict death on his fellow man. You're tied down, you are cut open, your intestines are pulled out, and then they're burnt with a, you know, with a branding iron. That's supposed to be an indication of what you expect in the afterlife. And then they hang you while you're still alive. You're hanged. And then they cut your head off and sometimes you're hanged and you may not even die you're choking and then they cut your head off that's tr- that's a pretty brutal form we don't do that in this country and that's due to in part by the the eighth uh, the Eighth Amendment but so but not only does the federal government because what happened is New York that's a state that's a state case that's not a federal case but state constitutions have similar provisions and I looked it up and and I have a collection of New York. I have a collection of constitutions from different states. I don't have all 50, but I have, I don't know, maybe 20 or 30. But you just go online. You don't have to find an old dusty copy of a hard copy of the constitution. I think it was article one, section five of the New York uh, constitution. Don't quote me on that. I just, and it says the same thing, no excessive, uh, no cool, unusual punishment, excessive fines. So, what they did was illegal. It violated the New York Constitution and it violated the u s. Constitution. But the problem is in New York, uh, you have to get the money up first, and even billionaires don't necessarily have you know half a billion dollars of cash laying around uh, that they can put up. So hopefully, I, I understand Trump will uh, appeal and he'll I think he has a uh, uh, thirty days and uh, he got a few days left to get get up the money. And uh, it looks like he's going to do it because he uh, he hasn't been doing some kind of fundraising, so he may have made a he may have had it, or may have made a few calls. Mm-hmm. But I really hope that these evil people get their comeuppance. I know they will, at least in the afterlife, unless they repent. And I do encourage them to repent. But it's just this uh, assault on Donald Trump. And but you know what was interesting? I was at this event. Um, Republican Party gathering, as a gentleman comes in, he's setting up uh, the PA system. He was a Democrat, liberal Democrat. And he said, oh, I have, you know, 400 million reasons, 400 m- million reasons to be happy today. Like, he was happy about Trump's demise, or at least uh, his, not his demise, but his the assault on Trump. He was, that, he made him very happy. He likes to see this. But, you know, uh, you know, the old saying, uh, don't, don't ask whom the bell tolls, it tolls for thee. Uh, a precedent can be used against the left too, and it isn't just being a leftist. You might be you might fall out of favor with the establishment, and they go after you. You know, by the way, it happens all the time. You know, you've heard the expression "revolutions devour their own children," and so this progressive guy or gal that's on top of the world today and has the blessings of the deep state tomorrow they can be taken out, and and they don't care if it's going to advance their agenda. So. What's right is right, and what's wrong is wrong. You know, it was interesting. When Trump was president, he he pardoned. He didn't ask what party. He pardoned people that were doing some serious jail time for relatively minor. There was a black woman. She's probably a Democrat. I don't know. He didn't ask what party. But she got one of these mandatory sentences. She was dealing cocaine, not a good thing to do. uh, And she was serving like close to a life sentence. And she already served so many years. And Trump said, you know, uh, you know, she was making ends meet. She wasn't a high-end cocaine dealer. And he pardoned her. He pardoned uh, the former. Was he a former governor uh, of Was it Illinois? Uh, Dennis Kucinich. I can't remember. I can't pronounce his last name. Uh, he pardoned him. He was doing some time. He was a Democrat. He said, nah, he, "Nah, this isn't right." So he was able to. He showed mercy. You think a left wing would do that? You think Biden is going to show any mercy? Oh, Biden's handlers. These poor people January 6th some people are still in jail Man, they don't they don't treat murderers this way it's it's just incredible and and here they are saying that Trump is a threat to democracy and that's why I think the our video is so important the one that that's been on the Dan Smoot video we're not a democracy and a democracy is majority rule. That's simple what it is. Damascratia, the people, the people's rule. Um, the bottom line is that do you want majority to rule? I don't know, especially depends on where you live, too. Now we have elections, and we may call these elections democratic elections, but even that, a, a voter has to qualify. Not everybody votes. You know, my dog doesn't vote. Uh my children, when they were under uh, under eighteen, didn't vote. Uh, illegal aliens are not supposed to vote. You have to be a certain age, and each state has the right to determine that. Although Congress uh, can uh, can you know can make rules to to override a state in, in some cases. Uh, so you have to be eighteen years of age. You have to be a resident of the United States. You have to be a resident of uh, where you vote. You can't just move up from Boston and just visit uh, a town of Alton and go and get a ballot. You have to be a resident. And uh, in some, uh, I think you should have ID. I have to show my ID when I vote. I don't have any problems with it. I uh, I like it. Sometimes the person uh, who knows you is, oh, how are you doing? Hell, I don't need to get your ID. I know where you live. But for the most part, you vote. You may not know that person uh, you know, that's got the got the registration, voter registration list, may not know you. And they say, okay, here's your license. It says you live at this address. Check, you you, you are a Republican, is a Republican ballot, have a nice day. Um that's and the person who wins that gets the most votes in most cases, unless it's electoral votes with the president, wins the election. But then that person. Cannot do whatever he he or she wants. Oh, I, I've got a mandate from the people. No, you have a constitution that's going to keep you in check. And that constitution is giving you specific powers. It was fascinating. I get emails from uh, my member of Congress, Chris Pappas, a, a lefty. Well, and everything he does, of course, he's usually showing up at a ribbon cutting, at a food pantry, which he has nothing to do with. to do with. Nothing he's done is constitutional. I said, why don't you, when are you going to secure the border? doesn't respond. Oh, well, I've got money to, to give to this entity, federal money. And he gives him this, you know, this check, like it's coming out of his pocket. And uh, by the way, I do recommend uh, all of the listeners who are living in the United States uh, to visit the New American, the Freedom Index from the New American. It has the voting records of your member of House of Representatives, as well as senators. And it's based on the Constitution. So uh, you'll be surprised some of our your favorite conservatives are not not as conservative as um, they they appear. For example, Speaker Johnson, I like the guy. Uh, you know he's a believer. I'm glad to see that. But he's about a 65 on a scale of one to a hundred, a 65, if I brought home a 65 on a test, I wouldn't be my parents, they wouldn't. Uh, they wouldn't be terribly happy, but I'd say, okay, you passed, but you need to work. You now if I brought home an eighty, they'd say, eh, "That's okay. You still could do better." Um, and guys like Rand Paul are usually <laughs> over over ninety percent. Pat, Piss is like a five or a four. Uh, if that, usually a zero. And uh, and um yeah so you look at that and you think oh my gosh you say what then it was surprising Ayanna Presley, she's that that race baiting um member of the squad from Boston, she sometimes looks better than some Republicans. You say, How can that be? She's just well you know, people vote for different reasons. Sometimes you say, Well, this doesn't go far enough. This bill should be a lot, this should be more money, so they'll vote against it. Anyway, well, we're running out of time. Boy, this is the fastest half hour in radio. You've been listening to Camp Constitution Radio with your host, Hal Shurtleff. And until next week, may God richly bless you. And we also ask you to visit our website, campconstitution.net. Check out our downloads. Check out our Sam Blumenfeld archive and all the other great things we have to offer. Again, campconstitution.net.